Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner. Sask Ag Today with Doug Faulkner. Good afternoon and welcome to Sask Ag Today. Coming to you live from Ag in Motion near Langham. Coming up on today's program, we'll hear from show director Rob O'Connor, who will talk about what's on tap for day two of the three-day event. We will also hear from James Fry with the Manitoba Crop Report. Also coming up, a couple of major announcements here from Borgo Industries here at Ag in Motion in Langham, as well as Morris Equipment. They made a major announcement this morning. We'll have stories on that as well. All of those stories and much more coming up on today's edition of GX on Agriculture. But first, it's time for the agriculture weather with precision weather. And that's a presentation of Remax Blue Chip Realty, Sean Prahitka, as well as Milligan Bio at Foam Lake. Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. Now with Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. Phil, I know farmers attending Egg in Motion were all smiles yesterday with the rain in the area and across the region. Um, are we going to keep those smiles going today? Some hit or miss stuff uh, certainly is possible. Uh, we've got uh, a little disturbance cutting through. The uh, the center of this is actually to the south, so it, it's really taking its energy a little bit farther east of us. A lot of uh, showers ongoing today uh, for southern Manitoba, across northern parts of North Dakota, and a little bit cutting back. My hope or I should say the hope that we still get showers is based on the fact that there's still the surface trough to work through. So as long as that moisture is still around and that trough is still around, it could still produce a few more. So we'll keep the threat around for more spotty showers and storms. A few of these do look moderately heavy. Uh, so we'll keep that threat for the afternoon, early evening, and then uh, dry it out. Next few days, I'm not as optimistic. There is some indication that there's an upper-level disturbance tomorrow. Uh, but the problem with them is that high pressure at the surface is really going to scour out a lot of the moisture. So it's going to try to produce some showers, may uh, certainly get some cloud cover mixing in for the afternoon. Just not sure how much success it'll have in producing any showers. Through uh, Friday, Saturday, there are a few weak disturbances around, but nothing that looks too uh, moisture loaded. Nothing, nothing with a combination of instability and moisture that really get a significant shower. So yesterday was our, our best bet. Today we'll get a few, and then beyond that, we're back into some dry weather. But temperatures today are in the low 20s with some cloud cover around. Uh, there are some areas of smoke, too, especially where the sky clearing a bit off to our west, away from that trough, some, uh, some parts of northern Saskatchewan getting into the smoke as well. For tonight, partly cloudy sky with a low of 11, and tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny day, the high 25. Again, as I mentioned, there is that chance for uh, shower to pop up in the afternoon, I was uh, going back and forth between 10 and 20% chance, and I uh, decided on 10. We'll see how things uh, shake up, but it does not look too impressive. Partly cloudy, 12 degrees Thursday night, and partly to mostly sunny on Friday with a high of 26. Weekend, chance of rain pretty much negligible. Uh, maybe some nighttime cloud, but daytime, sunshine, upper 20s for both Saturday and Sunday. In fact, pretty close to 30 on Sunday. That's Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. Temperatures around the region this hour. The Paw and Brandon are at 20 degrees. Swan River is at 17. Dauphin, Show Lake, Russell, and Roblin all reporting in at 18 degrees. 
Regina is at 17 degrees, Saskatoon 21, Hudson Bay, Broadview, Mooseman at 19, Indian Head 17, Winyard, Wadena, Kelvington 16. The Yorkton-Melville region has some haze, a north wind at 22 kilometers per hour. 82% is the relative humidity, and the temperature is 18 degrees. Yesterday, Yorkton reached a high of 22 degrees and dropped to a low of 13 degrees. There was a trace of precipitation that fell in the 24-hour period ending at midnight last night. The normal high for this date is 24 degrees. The normal low is 12 degrees. The sun rose in Yorkton at 4.56 this morning, and it will set at 8.55 tonight. Extreme temperatures for Manitoba and Saskatchewan yesterday. The Manitoba hotspot was Melita at 26 degrees. The cold spot was Thompson at plus 4 degrees. The Saskatchewan hotspot yesterday was Coronac at 28 degrees. The cold spot was Key Lake at plus 6 degrees. And that's a look at your agriculture weather. Please stay tuned. GX and Agriculture will return right after these messages. It's Welcome back to Sask Ag Today. It's day two of Ag in Motion near Langham. Show director Rob O'Connor held a media conference this morning. Uh, today at Ag in Motion uh, is the first time ever, but we're having a cattle dog competition. There's about 25 dogs competing today, and uh, they'll, there was four runs, two today and two tomorrow. Also, just starting right now is the Ag Tech breakfast over in the uh, special events tent. The great thing about that is we sold out that that tent at 200 tickets today, so it's going to be a full house. Um, as you can see, we had some rain here at Ag in Motion for the first time uh, ever. We did have a shower last year, but nothing quite like yesterday. We did receive about two thirds of an inch of rain here, uh, 5.7 uh, millimeters uh, in the afternoon and 3.6 millimeters uh, in the morning. Obviously, it, it adds to a little bit more workload for our team to try to prepare the site for people to come in this morning. But they're out there working, pumping water in any puddles on uh, any spaces that need to be uh, cleaned up. And they're doing uh, a great job out there, so I'm very proud of the team for uh, getting here early and, and helping get the place ready. But we're on pretty sandy soil here, so it's already starting to dry up. I'm pretty certain that in just a few hours, it'll be just like normal. What I'd like to do is uh, introduce you to some people today. Uh, first from Borgo Industries, Colin Rush, who's the North American sales leader. Uh, Borgo is uh, hosting some seating demonstrations. They're doing a great thing here. They're actually um, brought their own people movers to the show this year, and they're shuttling people from their booth all the way out to the Discovery Farm, where they're doing uh, some demonstrations. And Colin can probably tell you more about it, but. Um, we're very excited for them to be here. That's Rob O'Connor, the show director for Ag in Motion. And we'll have comments from Borgo and from Morris, who both had major announcements this morning. We'll have them on the show for you today. But first, it's time for the Ag Review portion of our program, and that's a presentation of New Era Ag Technologies in Swan River. EX94, Ag Review. 
The federal government says it's looking at all options after the Longshore Workers Union in B.C. rejected a tentative mediated deal and resumed strike action that had been put to a temporary halt last week. In a joint statement, Labor Minister Seamus O'Regan and Transport Minister Omar Elgabra say workers and employers across Canada cannot face further disruption. The ministers say they have been patient and respected the collective bargaining process, but they need the ports operating. The strike froze billions of dollars worth of cargo for moving in and out of harbours, including at Canada's busiest port in Vancouver. The International Longshore and Warehouse Union Canada announced Tuesday its leadership caucus chose to reject the tentative agreement because it did not believe the deal can protect jobs now or into the future. The BC Maritime Employers Association says the union rejected the deal without sending it to a full membership vote. Saskanola, in collaboration with the of Agriculture, will continue to offer free disease testing for blackleg and clubroot to farmers with the addition of testing for verticillium stripe new this year. Verticillium stripe was first reported in Canada in 2014 and there is still much to learn about the disease. It presents symptoms similar to blackleg and sclerotinia and can easily be confused with and assumed to be another canola disease. Soil testing is the optimal way to detect the clubroot pathogen prior to canola plants appearing symptomatic. Soil samples should be collected in late summer or around swathing time. To start the clubroot testing process, farmers can call the SAS Canola office at 306 975-0262 to request a soil sampling bag. As with other crops on the Canadian prairies, flax has been struggling with the hot and dry conditions across the region. That said, Scott Shields of Grain Millers Canada at Yorkton notes there's very little doubt when it comes to flax prices increasing during the course of 2023. Presently, old crop flax was $12.50 to $13.66 per bushel delivered, according to Prairie Ag Hotwire. Both old and new crop was $13 to $14 per bushel, free on board. However, at this stage, it's unclear as to how high flax could increase as it remained in not too bad of shape. Manitoba reported its flax was still in good condition, with most fields in the full to late flower stages. Saskatchewan said its flax rated 45% good to excellent, while the crop in Alberta was at 35.6%. Nevertheless, Shields stressed yields will be down this year, as the flax is not liking this hot, dry weather. Canadian pulse exports continued at a solid pace through most of the 2022-23 marketing year, although recent disruptions on the West Coast may cut into the final total, Roughly a quarter of all Canadian pea exports, a third of the lentils, and all the chickpeas typically move by container, with a strike by British Columbia port workers hindering some movement. Canada has exported 1.972 million metric tons of lentils by the end of May, with Turkey the top destination at 562,500 metric tons, followed by India at 501,000 tons, according to Statistics Canada data. Pea exports of 2.312 million metric tons are up by 42% compared to the same time the previous year, with China accounting for nearly 1.3 million metric tons of the total. Other major importers of Canadian peas include Bangladesh, the U.S., and Pakistan. 
Canada has exported 203,300 metric tons of chickpeas through the 2022-23 crop year to date, with the U.S. the top destination, followed by Turkey. And attendance at this year's Calgary Stampede fell just short of the record. An additional 125,000 people entered the park Sunday on the final day of the greatest outdoor show on earth. The final total was more than 1,384,000. That's 24,000 less than the record set during the Stampede Centennial in 2012. And be sure to listen to the latest SaskAg Today podcast. It's brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Please stay tuned. GM Saskahig today will be back right after these messages. Future Ford has been serving the Melville area for over 30 years. They focus on the future. Their staff are ready for what's to come. Ford Tech is changing all the time with new vehicle technology like EV, self-driving, and more. Get ready to drive into the future. Why? Because the future is Future Ford. Welcome back to SaskAg Today. I'm Doug Falconer. Please stay tuned. We'll have your complete weather details coming up at the top of the hour. Crop development in Manitoba has slowed during the last week due to the cooler conditions. James Fry with Manitoba Agriculture in Roblin says in some areas, temperatures dipped close to freezing. For example, um, Inglis uh, recorded a 0.6 uh, degrees Celsius, so you know that's really getting down there for July. Uh, of course, you know we've had a few reports of plants that were touched by frost, and some of the corn, you know, kind of looks a little a little dark as a result. But uh, no no re- major reports of damage there. Um, but you know that that uh, moisture-wise, we've uh, got weather stations throughout the northwest region and. Our two wettest locations were the Paw this week, as well as Alonso, which is great news for them because they've been uh, the driest spot uh, where a weather station is located in the northwest so far. Both of those places got 18.5 mils, or about three-quarters of an inch. And uh, the driest location um, was actually mine here in Roblin, which was zero, although I'm sure that there were plenty of places that uh, got no rain at all. So, of course, somewhere in between that is what everybody else got. And, uh, you know, the question, uh, I guess, for places like Alonso, where they did, in fact, get that three-quarters inch shot of rain, you know, it it, it um, probably has a lot to do with the crop stage or the, you know, the success of the crop leading up to this, whether or not that three-quarters of inch of rain is going to do much good, but definitely is going to help out on pasture. But Fry says the crops remain in good condition overall. Spring wheat uh, is rated, about 30% of it is excellent and about 70% is good. So what that means is obviously that, uh, you know, the moisture hasn't set it back too much. Um, Mostly we're looking at crops in the milk or soft dough stage. Um, But, you know, going forward as we begin to see those grains um, plumping up, we really need um, some moisture to put on the yield there. Winter wheat and rye, of course, are, are more advanced, and those are kind of more in that firm dough. And if you've been, you know, cruising along the highway, you'll see that some fields here and there are beginning to get that golden hue. Those are those winter wheat winter wheat crops beginning to ripen up. Uh, and other cereals, uh, oats and barley, are kind of likewise in that milk and soft dough stage. Fry says canola crops range from flowering to early potting. 
Uh, so we kind of see that breakdown, of, you know, some uh, somewhere around 40% is in pod already, uh, 50% is flowering, and 10% probably still, you know, maybe in that in that late bolting phase about to flower. And uh, as a result of that, we see that fungicide has, you know, mostly wrapped up. So there's uh, maybe a few fields yet where the flowering hasn't begun. Field peas are mostly looking good with a uh, few fields that are, uh, you know, little on the short, little stunted uh, due to lack of rain, um, mostly in R4. And what that means is that they're in that full pod. So it's kind of similar to the pods that you would shell peas out in your garden. And, uh, and soybeans are in an R2, which is uh, say that they're in full bloom, but most for the most part still not potting yet. Fry says most livestock producers have completed their first cut of hay. Yields are quite variable. You know, I think um, some reports are showing that they're around 60 to 80 percent of what we would see normally on a on a normal moisture year. So that's, you know, anecdotally somewhere in that one and a half to two bales per acre. And uh, and regrowth following that cut is uh, slow, or in some cases, you know, kind of non existent just due to lack of rain and then similarly you know we see the kind of the same dynamic in pasture where somewhere between that fair and poor uh, due to the lack of moisture but the cooler temperatures have really helped I think to lessen some of the stress on for the animals on the pasture as you know, they just you know haven't needed as much water but we still we still see that uh, dugouts are could uh, possibly low in some parts of the of the region. And Fry says while crops remain in good condition overall, soil moisture reserves are not adequate to maintain crop conditions unless recharged relatively soon. Most regions really need a lot more moisture. You know, we've got a few isolated locations like Santa Clara uh, who have received more than 100% of the normal moisture and probably are doing well as a result, but most of us are somewhere between about 50 and uh, 50 and 100 percent of normal. So definitely more more rain. That's Manitoba Agriculture's James Fry. He's based out of Roblin. Please stay tuned. It's time now for your livestock market conditions. Livestock market conditions. U.S. live cattle futures for August closed at 181.32 today. That's up five. October live cattle closed at 183.72, up 17. August feeder cattle closed at 246.80, down 120. September feeder cattle closed at 249.32, down 67. August lean hogs closed at 97.92. That's up 165. October lean hogs closed at 81.72. That's up 25. And that's the livestock market conditions for today. Well, as you heard here at Ag in Motion, Borgo Industries is a prominent exhibitor at this site near Langham. Colin Rush is their North American sales leader. 
significant motion has, has grown for us as a uh, focus for North America. Uh, and as Rob uh, mentioned before, we do, we're very pleased to actually do uh, live seating demonstrations uh, with people movers. It's always great to walk behind things, but it's great to see actually what those openers do in the field while we're live seating. Uh, we've got canola and uh, starter fertilizer and urea uh, in an, and uh, wheat and uh, urea on one of our other units. So kind of our two key focuses, um, the uh, new Trimax unit, the triple shoot uh, placement uh, option from Borgo. Um, we're going to be actually live demoing that. We also have static displays in our booth. Um, the ability to both uh, with our dual shank um, opener, basically side uh, dress as well as uh, mid-road uh, put the uh, urea fertilizer farther away from the seed. Uh, so that is a configuration, kind of that uh, agronomic Swiss Army tool allowing uh, people in all conditions to really change their fertility management uh, as we go through that, uh, that option. Uh, second, we also have uh, our frame-mounted seeder, our small uh, three-meter unit, our 872 seeder. Uh, it has our, our basically our PLR, our Coulter disc openers on them, the ability to in no-till uh, place that seed and, and fertilizer uh, and it's a it's a great uh, low disturbance uh, opener and we're going to be showing that as well so uh, we're going to be seeding twice a day today and tomorrow uh, 11 a.m and uh, 2 p.m uh, come out to the borgo booth we can load you up in the people movers and see that uh, and plus just a tremendous amount of static uh, information as well um, at the booth and all borgo personnel are ready to answer questions does the rain on Monday, does that help with the conditions uh, for, for the demonstrations? Well, we, you know, with our, our down pressure system, we had no problem getting into the ground. It was dry. It is There was no subsoil moisture area in this area for sure. Um, and uh, we were out there and it was just, we, we thought we might go yesterday, but it was just a, a little greasy and we were gaining a few inches every step we took. Um, but I think today will be great with the wind and the sun. So, um, no, I think this is going to be a good demonstration showing how to place that uh, both seed and fertility into moisture. That's Colin Rush. He is the North American sales leader for Borgo Industries, which has an exhibit at Ag in Motion. And speaking of Ag in Motion, this is the place to be. We're just northwest of Saskatoon near Langham. It's about 35 kilometers northwest of Saskatoon along Highway 16. It runs until 4.30 this afternoon, rain or shine. Right now it's, it's a little cloudy, but it's a nice comfortable temperature and the roads have dried up from yesterday's rain. And if you want to come on down, it's $25 to get through the gate. However, keep in mind that kids 12 and under can get in free here, so that's a great deal. You can buy your tickets online right now at aginmotion.ca or you can get gate tickets at the gate. And they can be purchased with cash, debit, or Visa or MasterCard. So you have your choice there. However you want to do it, we can get you in. There's free parking on site. You can come park and walk on in. There's plenty to see and do. I think there's 580 exhibits here. Not just grain and oil seeds, but we have livestock demonstrations here as well, livestock uh, booths. So you can come check it out. There is a guidebook that you can pick up at the gate. So we got you covered. Come on down and join us here at Ag in Motion near Langham. Or Welcome back to Sask Ag Today, and I'm coming to you live from Ag in Motion near Langham. The Canadian sales manager for Morris Equipment was in attendance at Ag in Motion near Langham this morning. Garth Massey was in a really good mood following yesterday's rain. It's hard to be anything but have a mood that's absolutely ebullient today, right? Because we've had rain, uh, just with there's so much 
enthusiasm. It's just you just feel like a new person. And I think I probably speak for all the farmers in the whole, you know, big chunk of of Saskatchewan and Alberta. We've got some rain. There's a little bit of hope. So I'm profoundly enthusiastic today. So that's amazing how weather can color a person's mood. But um, this year we're super excited. Uh, we're a relatively new company, being uh, Morris Equipment's been around for a couple years now, and fully funded research and development department, and we're releasing our first product. So this is an expansion of the quantum air drill. We've added a larger size. So as, as farms have grown bigger, um, there's a need for larger equipment. Formerly, we only went up to 70 feet. Now we're, we're helping out some of those customers that have been asking for something larger. So this 80 foot, it's, uh, it's going to fit the bill for a lot of customers. There's been a lot of very positive response to it. And of course, you, with farm equipment, you add a few little improvements and continuous improvements every year. So it's amazing the customers come through and they pick that out right away. So it's been fun talking with customers about new product. What type of improvements are you talking about? Well, some of the things that we've done this year is, is we've changed how we've laid out our, uh, our air system. So it's now being laid out with the primaries across the back. So it's going to be a little bit more efficient. There's less length of hose for the product to, to travel through to get to the seed runs. So that's positive. And our secondary hose is now a flexible one inch inside diameter. And it'll be a little bit nicer to plumb and uh, it'll be a neater, tighter, uh, tidier machine overall. I guess you find that you have to re-educate producers a little bit, you know, with the ownership change of, of Morris. Uh, people may not know that uh, you're uh, on such a track for uh, ongoing improvements and, and uh, manufacturing. Yes, thanks, uh, Kevin. We've, um, you know, certainly that's been part of the process as, uh, as Morris has got back on its feet. But uh, there's nothing that, that says the company's back by introducing new products. And I think that story starts to tell itself when you're able to introduce products and, and uh, you know, lots of customers coming in to see what's new. If you've got something to talk about that's new, it's, it's always exciting and it brings people back. And, you know, Morris being such an established company with, with over 90 years of history, there's, there's still a very loyal, customer base so it's nice to reconnect with them especially in you know, we went through a weird phase of society right where we went through covid and we couldn't contact now things are kind of getting back to normal which is wonderful refresh our memory uh morris is now owned by rightway manufacturing is that right it's probably best to characterize them as sister companies so there's there's a group of shareholders that own rightway but they also have purchased morris so yeah so it's under the superior farm solutions uh, umbrella yeah and manufacturing still happening predominantly in Yorkton no that's one of the major changes that's happened is uh, uh, the Yorkton we've seized manufacturing and we've shifted manufacturing to three different plants so Rightway has a manufacturing facility in Regina and that's where the quantum air drills are made Imperial does uh, a lot of the uh, the harrows and the rollers and the rock pickers and also the hay lines that are shared across the two brands and then Minidosa is is an original Morris factory that for for decades has made our air carts and they will continue uh, to do that so 
lots of changes, uh, of course, in the company, but it's great to be building equipment and, and shipping it uh, both to Canada and Australia and, and other places that we serve our customers. So are these 80 footers available now? Yes, they are. Yeah. So we have a sales program on right now with our best discounts of the year and, and uh, the response has been very good so far. We're quite delighted. That's Garth Massey. He is the Canadian sales manager for Morris Equipment. He was here at Ag in Motion this morning. It's time now for your commodities update. Commodities update. Canola futures closed up across the board today. November canola closed at 841.70, up $8.30. January canola closed at $836 per metric ton, up $10.90. September Minneapolis wheat closed at 897 and a quarter. That's up 19 and three quarters of a cent. September Kansas City wheat closed at 866 and three quarters, up 39 and a half cents. September Chicago wheat closed at 727 and three quarters, up 57 cents. September corn closed at 545 and a half, up 16 and three quarters of a cent. August soybeans closed at 1491 and a half, down a half a cent. And September oats closed at 439 and three quarters, that's up eight and a quarter cents. And that's the commodities update. Getting back to Sask Ag Today, the new website called Sask Ag Today was unveiled by our parent company Harvard Media yesterday. Kevin Hirsch is the chief agricultural editor and he talked to us about it this morning. Well, it's great to be actually a little more active back in the, the ag media world. I've, I've been mainly a written journalist for quite a few years after a, a career many years ago on TV and, and radio, but uh, working with you guys and trying to provide some story leads and story ideas and perspective and you know doing a, a few interviews myself and finding out things and being in the, the cut and thrust of, uh, of daily ag news is really exciting. And it's it's great that not only is it a, you know, broadcast on the two stations, the two radio stations that have wide reach but is available to everybody everywhere on saskagtoday.com with the website you guys are doing an excellent job of posting all of the stuff there and it, it, it remains there people can go back and find everything from unfiltered uh, uh, interviews to opinion pieces to farm living pieces to the the daily news to the the markets so I think that website is going to be a tremendous resource for the ag community and as for the chaining wave culture from when you were in the business, but I mean, you've never really lost touch with it, but how much things have changed in the last 30 years? Oh man, you know, I started uh, as a, a rookie uh, farm news reporter, TV and radio back in 1980. And I don't think we could have imagined then uh, what agriculture would look like today with the, the, the technology and the advancements and also the consolidation, uh, far bigger producers in, in, in mainstay and, uh, and a whole lot of uh, choices as far as the decisions people make on their inputs and on their equipment choices and it has really become big business whereas uh, farmers at one time were sort of looked down as the poor business cousins trying to survive on uh, a parcel of land somewhere uh, and, and went through many tough years now we're in a situation where there is a, you know tremendous capital and wealth uh, within the ag sector not that it isn't that 
it's easy, but uh, you look at the, the balance sheets of many producers and especially the, the medium to large size producers and the equipment that uh, they run, uh, it would have been unimaginable decades ago. And you come to Ag in Motion and you see all the latest equipment, it's mind-boggling, isn't it? It is. And, you know, for a small to medium-sized producer like myself, I'm not going to be uh, too interested. Well, I can be interested, but not likely to be buying the uh, million-dollar uh, new uh, tractor or combine or sprayer. But there's all sorts of other uh, information from uh, on uh, crop varieties, uh, new product placements, uh, the things you need to repair the equipment you are running. This is really all of the things in agriculture and, and a livestock component as well. People tend to think this is a, a crop show. They've got uh, over 90 exhibitors that are strictly dealing with the livestock side. So they've done a good job of marrying the two together in one location. And of course, the latest news is that the West Coast port workers strike that's uh, back on. They rejected the deal. Uh, what's your take on that? I was surprised. I thought uh, the deal was, was done, that it's, the strike was long, went far longer than it should. And I'm really surprised to see a union rejection and the workers back on the picket line. And for the ag sector, at least bulk grain movement is not affected. Uh, the, the agreement calls for bulk grain ships to still uh, be serviced. Where it does really affect agriculture is uh, containerized shipments of some of the pulse crops. Some of the things like red lentils might be exported bulk, but uh, a large green lentil or a kabuli chickpea in the, in the pulses would be exported by containers. Specialty crops like canary seed and mustard or, uh, for ocean-going export are, are containerized shipments. So that has certainly been backed up and, and halted. And with the strike off and then now back on again, it's going to be a schmozzle to try to figure out all of that containerized shipment and get that back on track at tremendous cost to uh, not only economic but to Canada's reputation as a supplier. And how about even for perhaps parts or equipment that could be coming from the Pacific, could, could that be an issue for farmers as well? It could be. I haven't actually heard that, but it, obviously containerized shipments coming back into the, the country are, are also affected. Uh, I haven't heard that uh, that is uh, specifically backed anything up, but you'd have to think that it's a real interconnected marketplace out there and there's uh, there's some equipment and, and parts that certainly comes into the country rather than going out of the country. That's Kevin Hirsch. He is the new chief agriculture editor for saskagtoday.com, which was unveiled yesterday here at Ag in Motion near Langham. And speaking of Ag in Motion, it's day two of the three-day event. And as Kevin mentioned, livestock is now a predominant feature of this event. There's a number of events coming up starting at 1.30. There's the dynamic speaker series, Grazing Management. That's grazing for gains and maximizing your pasture potential. That'll be held at Range Ward booth number LS23 if you can get down here by then. At 2 o'clock, there will be a cattle handling equipment demonstration at the cattle pen. Then at 3 o'clock and again at 4 o'clock, we will have another dynamic speaker series. It's body condition scoring and vaccine placement. Catch and release, making the most of shoot time. And that'll be held at some of the High Hog booth and the Huber Ag booth, depending on which day, of course. So that's it. Uh, we're at uh, Langham, and you can come join us. It's at Ag in Motion. And welcome back to GX on Agriculture, which is now called Sask Ag Today. It's now 1 o'clock in Saskatchewan, 2 o'clock in Manitoba. That'll do it for the show today. 
Be sure to tune in again tomorrow at 12.15 Saskatchewan time. It's time to throw it back to Evan Montgomery for your agriculture weather. Thanks a lot, Doug. GX94 Precision Weather Forecast covering Quill Lakes, Hudson Bay, Swan River, Broadview, Mooseman, Indian Head, Yorkton, Melville, Roblin, and Russell regions. This afternoon, partly to mostly cloudy, 60% chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms. Wind, north-northeast, 15 to 25, a high 22. Tonight, partly cloudy. Wind, northwest, 10 to 20, a low of 11. Tomorrow, partly to mainly sunny. Wind, northwest, 15 to 25, high 25. Tomorrow night's low, 12. Friday, partly to mainly sunny. Wind, west-northwest, 15 to 25, high of 26. Saturday, mainly sunny, high 27. And Sunday, partly to mainly sunny, high of 29. GX94 Weather Roundup. Currently the Paw, 20. Swan River, 17. Dauphin, 18. Brandon, 17 degrees. Shoal Lake, Russell and Roblin, 18. Regina at 16 degrees. Saskatoon, 21. Hudson Bay, 19. Broadview and Mooseman, 19 degrees. Indian Head, 17. Winyard, Wadena and Kelvington, 16. York to Melville area right now, kind of a hazy sky. Wind north, 22 kilometers an hour. Relative humidity, 82%. It's currently 18 degrees. And now it's time for the news and sports headlines. Broadcasting from the traditional lands of the Treaty 4 Nations and homeland of the Métis people, this is ZJGX Yorkton, a Harvard Media radio station. We are GX94. Saskag Today has been brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner.